0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the Warrior Project podcast. My name is Emmeline. I'm a mental health consultant. Over the last 10 or so years, I've endured extreme trauma and I also manage bipolar naturally. This podcast is a platform for me to share all of the unconventional wisdom that I've acquired over the last 10 years. If expansion is your thing, this is where it's at. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Warrior Spirit podcast. Um, for those of you that don't know, I have rebranded or currently rebranding um, to the Warrior Spirit, which I feel is more in alignment with who I am, what I'm all about. Um, I feel like the Warrior Project was sort of my bridge from conventional to unconventional. And now that I've accustomed myself to the default of just no cultural and social ideals. I'm just gonna vibe with what feels right for me, which is the warrior spirit. So if uh, spiritual stuff is kind of not your jam, or you're not interested, or you'd rather just not really understand spirituality, that's fine. Um, You don't have to listen. Um, Other than that, let's move on to what I talk about today. So I have got several um, notes that I have written down over the last week or so just about podcasts and uh, podcast ideas in terms of things that I really wanted to discuss on this platform. And one of the first things that I really wanted to discuss is something that has come up quite a bit with clients. And naturally, um, every week, I see lots of different people. And for some reason, there tends to be a theme that kind of acts like a thread that seems to connect all of the clients of that week, um, and is usually something that has impacted me. So it's really interesting. Um, I, I, I do think that a lot of it is uh, dictated by astrology, um, because it's no coincidence that I'm. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm having the same conversations with clients, and none of them know each other, and it's really bizarre. And, and I'm constantly feeling deja vu. So anyway, um, something that I really wanted to discuss, and it's something that I feel a lot of people in general struggle with, and it's something that sometimes I have to really be mindful of with myself is. Staying committed to the path, regardless of social and cultural ideals. And I think that it's very difficult to, particularly with regards to growth and development and this this spiritual journey that we're on, sometimes it's very difficult to remain fiercely loyal to it when the ego and the thinking mind is constantly being activated, triggered, Um, seduced, I guess you could say, by external structures and constructs, Um, particularly if you're someone that hasn't fully dived deep enough into yourself yet. It's quite easy for you to dip your toes into the path, start enjoying it, start feeling a bit more confident, feeling a bit better about yourself, but then maybe a guy comes along and you latch onto them and your sense of security is all of a sudden fulfilled and then you almost abort your mission with the spiritual path because you think oh I'm I'm fulfilled now I've found my person and that tends to be where we lose sight of what what we're here for and what we're doing and we lose sight of the path really and I guess I wanted to share with you guys what I have noticed both with myself and with clients in terms of remaining fiercely loyal to the path regardless of social and cultural external pressures. Something that is a recurrent theme with my clients, and it's something that I managed to get a handle on a few years ago, is the content that we consume. And I know that I harness Instagram for my business and I do, if I'm being honest, 75% of my business comes from Instagram. Um, But I guess for me, the way that I relate to Instagram is different. So I relate to Instagram as a content forum for me. So it's a space for me to share my wisdom, share my ideas, create my content in cool, colorful ways, create videos. For me, it's all about um, content curation and getting a message across. When I swipe my feed on Instagram, swipe through my feed, I'm only seeing other pieces of content that are similar to mine. So I'm only following spiritual accounts, um, positive, influential accounts, uh I'm I'm very, I'm quite anal about the things that I follow because obviously I'm not a completely enlightened being. I'm not like Buddha or the guru. So it's not as if I see pieces of content and I'm able to just not respond to it. Sometimes I do find myself swaying between culture and truth. So I've developed this relationship with Instagram whereby it's a platform for me to share what I know engage with current and potential clients and also to be exposed to other forms of content that are within the same sort of realm as as me and i feel like it's very easy for most people to get lost in the world of social media and get lost in the world of comparison And they will find themselves scrolling and comparing their life to someone else's. And because we're seeing it right in front of us and it's at the edge of our fingertips and there's so much content, it's very, very, very easy for us to think that what we are seeing is real. People actually think that this is reality, what they're seeing on social media, because we see so much of it so frequently and it's so accessible. So we don't question it. It becomes normal. And I think that's where it gets quite dangerous because a lot of my clients are comparing themselves to constructed perceptions rather than realizing that what they're seeing is structured, constructed, and is false. They are actually comparing their truth to someone else's construct and thinking that someone else's construct is worth more than their truth. So they're not even measures that you can compare accurately. The only reason that I know that probably 80% of social media is fake is because you guys need to realize people come and see me instead of a therapist, basically. So even though I don't have a formal psychologist degree, people literally call my sessions therapy, which is fine. That's great. Everyone that comes and see me, sees me opens up completely and fully to me. They're extremely vulnerable, extremely raw. We go quite deep um, about their past, their present, future, everything. When they walk out of their session, I know things that no one else knows. So then when I see the image or the perception or the things that they share and portray on social media, I know straight away that it's constructed, or if I'm to put it bluntly, that it's bullshit. Because I know the truth. If anyone knows the truth, it's me. I know that that person's concealing something. I know that that photo that that person's put up is not actually how their life is, or their relationship, or their work, or whatever it may be that they are trying to prove to other people. I know that it's not true. And 90% of the time, whatever it is that people are sharing and that they're trying to push onto you, you know, whether they're constantly. Uh, posting stuff about how much they love their partner or their partners everywhere, they're trying to prove to themselves that the relationship is solid. They're trying to prove security to themselves through the avenue of social media because deep down, they don't feel secure in the relationship and maybe they know that the relationship is not secure. So to try and receive some form of external validation to keep them rooted in dysfunction, they will use social media as an avenue for that. This is how deep it goes, and I think a lot of people don't actually realize the intricate truths about social media and the way that it's shaping, molding, and impacting people. 75 to 80% of it is bullshit, and I know this firsthand. Like I said, people pay me to tell me their truths, so then when they walk out this door and I see the way they show up on social media, I'm the first person that in my head can say, well, that's bullshit. I know it's bullshit, so I think something that I really encourage my clients to do is to be very mindful and so conscious of what they're consuming. And if they notice themselves stopping, pausing, and zooming in on something, that's a comparison that they are generating. Unfollow the account straight away or hide the photo straight away. So I guess in terms of staying completely committed and loyal to the path, the first thing I would say is be extremely mindful and extremely savage about the content you're consuming. I even don't listen to I don't listen to podcasts anymore. I just don't because I think that the personal development industry has a lot of dysfunction and th- there's quite a lot of stuff that's being spoken about in self-improvement, personal development and it's borderline it's borderline self-neglect. It's borderline bashing oneself, but people are passing it off as other things like mental grit or mental resilience, or they're just using it as escapism. So I'm very mindful of the content that I consume in terms of podcasts. Um, That's not to say that, look, I don't want you to think that I'm demonizing social media because that's a sweeping generalization. You guys know me. I don't like to cling to beliefs or single sweeping generalizations. I'm just illuminating to you the dark side of it because I think a lot of people aren't aware of the depth of it and how deep it can impact you. On the flip side, it's a fantastic platform to connect you with other content that resonates and that can give you hope give you inspiration, make you feel good, make you realize that you're not fucking alone, make you realize that you're not the only one experiencing this thing. That's the other reason that I do use it is because I like to follow similar people to me that are running unconventional businesses because it reminds me, shit, if they can do it, I can do it too. Like we can all do it. So it gives me kind of like a, man, it's so cool to see other people doing what I'm doing because it reaffirms that it can be done because there's so many of us doing it. So be mindful of the way that you are relating to your social media accounts and be mindful of the bullshit factor of it, please, for the love of God. Okay. The other thing is, I think that it's quite easy for us to fall off the path when one of our issues is external validation. So a lot of women that see me, um, they that struggle with insecurities, they generate a lot of their security from within the confines of the relationship. So their partner being present and just the fact that they're in a relationship, that provides them with security and safety and makes them feel like they're worth something. If we remove the relationship from their life or we remove that dynamic from them, they immediately feel insecure and they want to cling to it or they want to do everything they can to try and find someone else to take their place and i think in the culture that we're living in now where there there are so many things about women and men that are sexualized or there's so much going around in terms of in terms of social and cultural ideals related to success, happiness, beauty, health It's quite easy for us to think that our life is not complete until we have another person in it. And as much as I love my fiancé and as much as it hurts him when I say this, I think it hurts him because, I don't know, maybe he knows it's the truth, but if we were to break up tomorrow, my life would not change. And I don't know any other people that can say that. If my fiance and I split up tomorrow, my life would not change. He would obviously leave. Um, I'd still be in the same house. I'd be doing the same thing. My hobbies would stay the same. My friendships would stay the same. The things that I like would stay the same. Uh, My routine essentially would stay the same. I would say the only thing that would be different is I wouldn't have the same person to love every day or to laugh with. So maybe my, my environment would shift in terms of I enjoy having Josh here. We we find joy every day in little things, which is probably part of the reason why we are so solid because everything is just full of joy and love. Um, but in terms of my the way that I feel about my life, the way that I relate to myself and the way that I relate to my life, nah, nothing would change. Absolutely nothing would change. And that's because... I haven't fallen into the cultural dysfunction of my partner is the center of my world. He's not the center of my world. I'm the center of my world. Me and my being and God, guru, source, whatever, that's the center of the world. And whatever happens around that externally, easy come, easy go. That doesn't mean that I don't truly love him. Of course, it doesn't mean that. I do truly love him. But what it means is I truly love myself. That's what it means. And I don't know any women, especially clients that aren't, they're not at that stage yet where they can say, yeah, if if I stopped clinging to my partner and the relationship ended, I would be okay and my life would be okay. None of them have been able to say that to me yet. And that scares me. That actually scares the shit out of me that there are women out there that don't have the capacity to have such a fierce, solid relationship with themselves that if the relationship with the person that they love ended, the way that they relate to themselves would not change. And that's a scary concept that so many of us are placing our sense of security, stability, and worthiness in a relationship and we are experiencing ourselves mostly through the lens and through the avenue of a romantic relationship, it's backward. But really, the way that you relate to yourself is then projected into the relationship anyway. You don't find yourself through another person. You think you do, but you don't. If anything, you probably disconnect from yourself more. So I guess you know, how do you combat this? You combat this by expanding your awareness so much so that you catch yourself when you feel resistance or an urge or a pull to do something purely for the purpose of external validation. Are you saying, doing, or being things purely because you want To find a partner or because you want to stay attached to your partner, you need to identify between who you actually are and who you're forcing yourself to be or what you're forcing yourself to do in order to stay rooted in the relationship. So I think it all comes down to the way that you relate to yourself and you need to figure out what the relationship is that you have with yourself. Are you able to look at the parts of you that make you feel ashamed? Are you able to include those parts of you and understand them? Are you able to give yourself compassion, forgiveness? Are you able to understand all parts of yourself? Are you able to say no when you mean no? Are you able to say yes when you mean yes? Are you able to put your needs for your spiritual and emotional journey before everything else? What parts of you are you repressing in the name of someone else? What parts of you are are you repressing in the name of external validation? What external ideals are you forcing yourself to conform to? These are all questions that you need to answer. And as confronting as the answers may be, this is the only way that you're going to solidify your relationship with self. This is the only way. You can't do it by loving someone or by someone else loving you. So I think... If you want to stay completely committed and loyal to the path, be mindful of what you're consuming in terms of social and cultural content. And then the other thing is start to pay attention to the way that you relate to yourself because that dictates everything else around you. It really does. I have so many clients that say to me that their partner is a trigger for them, that their partner triggers them. But really, Their partner is not the trigger. Their partner is the stimulus for something that already exists within them. If you feel like your partner misunderstands you or doesn't see you, the first question I'd be asking myself is shit, do I understand me? Do I accept me? Do I see me? Because everything is perception, everything is perception or projection. And you're not going to know what your self perception is until you start to delve into your internal environment because you only see and experience what you think you are. If you are constantly feel like you're being misunderstood, it's probably because you don't understand yourself. If you constantly feel like you're not being heard, it's probably because you don't listen to yourself. So to stay fiercely loyal in this aspect, in terms of not neglecting yourself for the name of someone else or, the, or a relationship, you need to force yourself to allocate time and space to sit with your internal environment and start to pay attention to the way that you relate to yourself to yourself and start to catch yourself when you feel the compulsion to latch on to some form of external validation sometimes i feel myself doing it like sometimes i'll share something purely because I know that people, some of my followers used to doubt my business. And sometimes I only want to put things up on my story because I want the people that doubted me to see that I'm doing well. And I can catch myself when I do that or just before I do that. And I'm like, Em, you don't want to post that. Like, what's your intention behind that? You're not doing that to genuinely share wisdom or to genuinely share something. You're doing that because you want the doubters to see that you made it. So then I'll kind of step, take a step back, reassess, and I'll be like, okay, shit, I haven't validated myself enough, obviously. That's what's going on here. I haven't actually patted myself on the back or just had a conversation with myself and said, fuck you, Em, all the shit that you've always wanted to do, that you always said you were going to do, you're doing it and you've done it. I love you and you're a boss bitch. It doesn't matter that no one else gets it because you get it and you're living a really cool life. You're in your own lane here. As soon as I have that dialogue with myself, I feel different and I don't need to do it. And I'm like, doesn't really matter what I get from them. I've just given it to myself. So start to expand your self-awareness so much so that you're able to identify the way you relate to yourself. That is what will help massively. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I hope that this was helpful. Uh, Please like, give it a five-star review. Uh, My e-guide is out now, by the way, on the website. Um, It's called The Warrior Spirit. It's a very lovely, comprehensive guide on basically how to kickstart or deepen your spiritual journey, I guess, or your journey with yourself. Um, So you can go and grab that. It's also available um, on Kindle through Amazon. Amazon. But other than that, you can find me on Instagram or on my website. Uh, But thank you so much for tuning in and I hope to see you on the next one.